Welcome to the Robert J. Morgan Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you believe and cherish the Bible and to learn and love Christian history and hymnody. I'm producer Joshua Rowe, introducing your host, Robert J. Morgan. Be sure to visit robertjmorgan.com where you'll find Rob's blog posts, podcast feed, bookstore, free resources, and more. If you've not already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. Now here's your host, Robert J. Morgan. And welcome everybody to a special edition of the Robert J. Morgan podcast. I'm here with my friend Camden Ammons, who I met just today. I've known his father, Greg, uh, for a while. Greg is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of Garland, Texas, and, uh, and has gotten to be a dear friend of mine. Uh, and I'm here uh, in Dallas to speak at Garland First Baptist today and tomorrow at da- uh, Dallas Baptist University. So anyway, I met Camden today. He is 19, you, eight, 18. You may have seen him um, a few days ago on my Facebook and Instagram posts. He doesn't um, uh, quite look like you're ready for college, but you sure are in a head full of black hair and and uh, bright eyes, and I was with you this morning in church, and you were just worshiping with all of your heart. And uh, But the thing that I wanted to talk to you about, Camden, because in all these years, now I've written um, a book on scripture memory. It's called 100 Bible Verses That Everyone on Earth Should Know by Heart. And uh, if you're listening and you'd like to check into that, you can find it at any book distributor or at my uh, website, robertjmorgan.com. And I also have a book called uh, the, uh, Reclaiming the Lost Art of Biblical Meditation, because scripture memory and biblical meditation go together. So those would be good starting places. But Camden, uh, you would have outstripped um, my book on 100 Bible verses that everyone should know by heart very quickly. Tell me what your uh, view is right now of scripture memory, how you got into it, and just talk to me a little bit about that. Yes. So earlier this year, I believe it was around June 3rd, I I got the idea um, to memorize large portions of scripture. I got to thinking, how cool would it be to just say that I, I was reading Colossians at the time, and I was thinking, how cool would it be to just have this book committed to memory? And then I got to thinking, well, why not? You know, growing up, uh, every Jewish boy who was in the Beit Midrash would have known the Torah and had memorized very large portions of it. And so I started out with the impression that we can memorize more than we think. It just takes effort. And so I started the idea um, earlier this summer around uh, about memorizing entire books of scripture. I started with Philippians and I moved at a steady pace and in about three weeks I had memorized all 104 verses. Following that I wanted to do a psalm and so I figured why not start at the top with the longest psalm in the entire Bible and I memorized Psalm 119 which has 176 verses. So at that point I had 280 verses memorized and completely committed to memory while reviewing at a consistent pace. And I decided, you know what, I did this quickly enough. I believe that I could memorize the entire Bible before I die. And so currently that is my current objective. Following Psalm 119, I memorized the book of Colossians, which started this whole thing. 
And then I memorized Psalm 103 and then the book of Obadiah, which I had to write a report on for my old, for my current Old Testament class. So I figured why not memorize it? And then I did Psalm 65, which has been uh, close, which I close to me over the summer. I enjoyed that Psalm. And now I am currently in first John. I just finished memorizing chapter two yesterday. Following that, I'm going to do another Psalm. And then by the, ne by the start of the ne next year, I hope to have the gospel of Mark memorized. So that's currently where I am. Currently 470 verses uh, memorized, which I totaled it up is about 1.5% of the Bible. So it should take me a little less than 30 years at the rate that I'm going right now to memorize the entire Bible. So personally, it has been incredible for me just committing God's word into my heart. And it has really enhanced the reverence that I have for it and it has helped me, I don't know how many times the season of life that I'm going through corresponds to the section of scripture that I am memorizing at that point. Personally, I think that the biggest obstacle for people is realizing that they can do it. And once they jump that hurdle, they realize that there is so much more that they can memorize. And that's personally where I stand right now. So Camden, when you memorize a passage, Tell me how you do it. Um, do you have a photographic memory? I do not. My father does, but I do not. Oh, you do, Greg? I do. So tell me, tell me how that works, a photographic memory. I have no idea how that would work. Well, as I memorize scripture, I can picture it like I'm taking a photograph uh, in my mind. I, I see a, a, it on the page, and then in my mind, I just turn the pages uh, from like the photographs, and I can see left to right just, just as you're reading, uh, but I just see the pictures in my mind and turn the pages in my mind. Wow. Now, when did you start memorizing Scripture? I memorized, uh, going back to college, I attended Oklahoma Baptist University and started memorizing Scripture then. I just become, I, I was uh, uh, just recently going into ministry and at that time and started memorizing Scripture at that point and, and through the years have, have committed a lot of passages to memory. Well, let me go back, Camden, to you. How do you, if you're going to memorize, say, the book of Colossians, how do you go about it? How much time do you take every day to work on it? I start out by, I have a reader's edition of the ESV, which separates the Bible into six different volumes, and it does not include chapter numbers or verse numbers, so it really facilitates reading and memorizing. So I start out by opening to that book, and I take the first sentence, I try to do it by sentence, and it helps that it's not broken up by verses, but I take the first sentence, and I read it, and then I read it one more time out loud. I always try to do it out loud and I, it usually has to be in a place where I can pace and really um, walk as I do it. And then I try my best to um, say it back. The first time I usually keep the Bible open when I say it back uh, so that I can glance down. But after that, I usually just uh, close it with my finger on the place where I left off. And at that point, I walk around and say it, get familiar with it, make sure that I'm not just um, repeating it in my head and uh, transferring it from my short-term memory to my long-term memory, which that takes, that takes time. But following that, I move on to the next verse, and I try to move on as quickly as possible without losing the verse that I had previously memorized. And what I found is that if you can, it is, it is much easier to memorize an argument than uh, various sentences. An example of this, Psalm 119 has been by far the hardest scripture that I have ever memorized because it's talking about, it, 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 
it's a good thought. It is talking about uh, how much the psalmist loves God law, loves God's laws and his word. But it says that it says the same thing in 176 different ways, using the same words, whether laws or testimonies or commandments or words or precepts or whatever. And there's really no connection to it. So the hardest part of that has been uh, just remembering what comes next, let alone the sentence structure. But the epistles really follow an argumentative form, and you can trace the argument through Philippians and Colossians and even through prophecy, such as Obadiah. There's, it's not as connected. But all that to say, what I have found has been most helpful. It is easier to memorize large portions than just scattered phrases. So if any of the audience listening is interested in getting into scripture memory, I would start with passages and not just a list of verses because that provides context for you and it also provides structure. It helps those verses to be grounded in an argument as a whole. I don't think of Colossians as 95 individual verses and the verse divisions weren't even there in the first place. I think it was one long argument with um, several different sections and I do divide it up into chapters in my mind. But what I have found is it's easier to memorize more verses at a time because they build on each other and just really go along with the sentence structure that the apostle or psalmist or whoever intended for there to be. Well, I, I agree with that completely. Uh, I memorized a couple of years ago, I memorized Psalm 150. That took me an unusually long period of time to memorize. I thought, I kept thinking, am I losing my mind? Uh, because it's got all these instruments. It's like you were talking about with Psalm 119. Praise the Lord, praise God in a sanctuary, praise him in his holy temple, praise him for his acts of greatness, praise him for his surpassing greatness, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet, praise him with harp and lyre. And I kept getting all these instruments mixed up. It just took me a very long time. But to me, a book like Philippians, and I've never memorized a, a total book, so I, I confess to you that, but, uh, uh, but memorizing something that, that logically one sentence builds on the other, it's a logical outflowing of progressive thought is, um, is much easier. Now, I read a fellow last year who said that he, by the time he quotes a scripture 50 times, he has it memorized. But it sounds like it didn't take you quite 50 times to do it. I go at a more uh, exponentiated pace, to, for lack of a better word. I, I do try to uh, go forward fairly quickly just because of the goal and the goal and the nature of the goal and the, the fact that there are 31,102 verses in the Bible. And so I'm constantly thinking, okay, I, I, I don't have that much longer before I die, before I memorize this, but uh, a, a key part of that is going back and reviewing. And I find that if I don't review a passage for a week, it is definitely uh, rustier. Um, the Philippians has gotten to the point where I can review it about every week and it's about as consistent as, um, as any of them, but Colossians is still more, is still fresher in my mind. And so, uh, I need to do it maybe twice a week. It, it also, it's, it was easier in the summer when I had less things to do than it is now that I am in school and I have other responsibilities. 
And so my uh, daily verse count has lowered a little bit. It was about four and a half verses a day during the summer. And now it's about at three verses a day. Um, usually doing it every third day or so, um, just whenever I can. Uh, uh, and whenever I go home on the weekends, uh, I review and uh, my dad will just be sitting there and will listen to me recite it. And I uh, make sure that he corrects me on every word that I get wrong because I want to get to where it is uh, it is uh, flawless. And, uh, I, and it's still, it, at first it was discouraging because these things that I, I thought I had memorized and committed to memory, I would mess up every now and then. But uh, that really just comes with it. And whenever you are constantly being, it's like, no, you missed that word. It, it it's, can be demoralizing, but at the end of the day, I've just had to remind myself, okay, I've got hundreds of verse memory. I recited hundreds of verses and I messed up only about 10 times. So that, that is not, it's not bad. Um, it's not as bad as I can, I'm extremely hard on myself, but. Well, I can identify with it today in the first service at First Baptist Garland. I tried quoting the famous kenosis passage from Philippians 2, which I know very well. And I got that so garbled up that in the second service I read it. So, so I, that happens to all of us. And, but I, I'm just excited to share this story with other people because, now tell me something, Camden, have you, are you like my grandson who gets sort of obsessed with things and, and, and um, sort of fixated on them and just goes after them yes in fact uh in reflecting on my life thus far i sometimes i think you know it it only makes sense that i'm trying to memorize the bible at this point i i uh whenever i, I i've had fixations on certain subjects all the time i was growing up whenever i was four years old i would it would be interested in astronomy and i would tell all my classmates all the different facts about each of the planets and then uh when i was about seven i could tell you each of the different dinosaurs and um whenever i was about 11 or 12 or 13 or so i had committed the periodic table to memory because i uh, was more into chemistry at that point and then um and then of course this helped me in my school work later on whenever i took chemistry as a class and i'm taking it right now as a class but eventually it it moved on to the point where uh, i wasn't as interested my, my interest had shifted to the focus being uh, the Bible and theology, and that reinforced my calling whenever I was called to ministry a couple of years ago. And now it's gotten to the point where memory and the memorization of his holy writ is so ingrained into me. I feel, mo after I've had a hard week of, of being away from home or whatever, I, I feel most myself whenever I am memorizing scripture. It has indeed become my obsession. And I figure that whenever he calls me home, I want to be able to look at my life and say that I use the time that he gave me to the best of my ability. And I use the mind that he gave me to committing the entirety of his holy writ to memory. And that is simply the obsession that I plan to have for the rest of my life here on earth. And you know, the wonderful thing is when it comes to scripture memory, there are two things that it, it does. First of all, it enriches you. It gives you a whole vast body of material for meditation. But secondly, it allows you to minister in remarkable ways. 
Um, a few Sundays ago, I was asked to lead the Lord's Supper at our church, and I just got up and, and quoted the first third of Isaiah 53, who has believed our report, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed. And it was so moving to be able just to share that I could see that the people were moved. I wasn't reading or working on my enunciation. I was just looking at them and sharing this and praying that I wouldn't, you know, get lost uh, in the recitation, and the Lord helped me with it. Uh, but when you, um, uh, when you privately to a friend or publicly from a platform, I, I just think people in ministry, worship leaders and pastors in particular, should have a storehouse of Scripture memory. Um, so this is uh, an obsession, but you think it's one that you'll stay with? I hope and pray that I will. This is something specifically, because in in past times I haven't kept with the obsession. Um, it's just been a phase, but I, I truly hope and I truly believe that this current phase of obsession with the biblical and the theology, I think that this is one to stay because it's, I, I feel as though I have tried out other areas, but I've found the one that has, that in which my, my teleos, my completeness is found in because I will be a minister of God's word. And I, the, the first official sermon that I preached was about the Bible itself and not necessarily any particular passage, but just about the Bible in its entirety. And so I, I see this as sort of a fulfillment or manifestation of the reverence and the, the love that God has given me for his word and for um, his revelation to his people. And so this is something that I'm consistently um, not concerned about, but uh, prayerful about that this will continue in the years to come and that I will not stop if because it, it does get discouraging at times and it is frustrating whenever you check a book off your list and then you don't review it for a while and then it's just not like it was like it used to be and that is that that can be incredibly discouraging and demoralizing but whenever you do it well and you uh, implement it into your life and um, scripture verses come to your mind whenever they apply to certain appropriate situations it it really is there's nothing more rewarding yeah there there are those times when the Holy Spirit just brings a verse of scripture to your mind and it's exactly what you needed um, I've had moments when I was so discouraged about something and the Holy Spirit flashed some verse occasionally I didn't even remember having memorized it. Now, Greg, this morning at First Baptist, I was so impressed with the way you opened the service. I've never seen this before in all of the churches I've been at, but there was a large crowd at both services. You had everybody stand and you say, now let's quote together the scripture we've memorized this month, which was a, a pretty good paragraph. It was 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Um, in the NIV, which I memorized, it, it says, therefore, we, we do not lose heart for, you know, outwardly we are wasting away, but inwardly, it's that wonderful passage there. But um, can explain to me how it is that so many people, I mean, there was, it was a lot of voices in unison quoting that. How do you go about uh, getting that kind of scripture memory mindset in the life of a congregation? Well, at the end of 2020, uh, we, you know, we were thinking at the end of COVID and everything as a congregation, you know, some things to unify us. We were divided, you know, as, as society is. 
And so one of the things we felt like would really unify us was, was God's Word. Uh, and um, that's what Scripture says, to memorize it, hide it in your, in, in your heart. And uh, how can a young man keep his way pure before the Lord? By, by memorizing God's Word. And so we just decided as a congregation to tie passages of Scripture around the great doctrines of the faith. So we decided for 2021 was going to be the year of Scripture Memory Challenge. And so we call it the Scripture Memory Challenge, and we have 12 passages around 12 of the great doctrines. We started the Doctrine of God in the in month of January, Doctrine of Jesus uh, in, uh, uh, in February, just and went on. Uh, 12 of the great doctrines of the faith, and we put passages with them, uh, not just one verse, but passages with them that are the the gems of those doctrinal uh, uh, truths and so what we did was we just put we set them all out here and said here are the passages we're going to memorize for 2021 as a congregation the first Sunday of the month we have a video where uh, members of our church will um, will say the verses and we show the video it's people they know familiar with families uh, children who are saying it together and then we start the next Sunday and just say you know working at this week and next Sunday we're gonna we're gonna memorize we're gonna recite as a congregation so every Sunday morning throughout the the year of 2021 uh, we have uh, we start the morning worship with everyone memorizing that month's passage and in fact, what a better way to begin our worship experience than us all committing God's Word to memory and sing it together it was very moving to me I mean I was just so moved by that uh, and you know Camden the other great thing to memorize there's two great this is I'm getting on my hobby horse here but there are two great sources of memorizationable and, uh, and meditative material. One, uh, of course, is the scripture that stands alone, but the other are the great hymns of the faith. And I love memorizing the, the classic hymns. And sometimes there's not much difference between one and the other. Uh, I often, I did a series of podcasts on the hymn, How Firm a Foundation, Ye Saints of the Lord. Do you know that song? Oh, well, we'll have to sing it for you. Well, not right now, but but uh, I'll, I'll. But every verse is based on a different promise. For example, one of the strength passages, uh, Greg's church has just gone through my book, The Strength You Need, and one says, as your days shall be, so shall your strength be. And so there's a verse of how firm a foundation that says, now, let me see if I can remember it. In every condition and sickness and health and poverty's veil or abounding in wealth, at home or abroad, on the land or the sea, as your days made a man, shall your strength ever be. So, you know, I just love these classic hymns and, uh, uh, and so many of them. When I, when I meditate on Scripture, it's either letting Scripture go through my mind or it's letting hymns go through my mind. Sometimes I, I'm not, I can't do a solo. I'm not a musician. I'm not a vocalist. But I can have a symphony going on in my head, a whole choir, you know. By the way, your choir was great today, at, and so was the praise band in the second service. Um, Camden, if you uh, finish this in 30 years, I will be 99 years old. So will you come and quote something to me? Absolutely, 100%. All right, 100% at age 100. Will you quote something for us? Well, before I ask you to do that, one, one more thing for both of you. Someone listening to this may just be overwhelmed with the thought of trying to memorize an entire book. But if you could encourage someone just to start where they are, uh, what would you tell them? I'd say that when it comes to large portions of Scripture, 10% of it is realizing that you can do it, and 90% of it is repetition and review. 
And in the end, you, you don't have to memorize the entire Bible, although I have chosen to do so. In the end, what better practice can be had but reading and saying and repeating the scripture that God has revealed to us over and over and over again? And what better life can be lived but one that is lived in accordance with the word of God? So I would encourage everyone listening to memorize. There's, there's plenty of, of shorter books. They're, they're not all Isaiah with 66 chapters. There's plenty of shorter books, plenty of beautiful gems within scripture. I have one of my friends, is um, he was inspired and is now attempting to memorize the book of James. Another one is attempting to memorize Romans 8. And yet another one is attempting to memorize the Sermon on the Mount. So people will notice and it, it catches like wildfire. So I would encourage you as well to memorize a passage that is near and dear to your heart or a passage that you wish to be so. So scripture memorization itis is breaking out at Dallas Baptist University, right? Yes, sir. Anything you want to add? You must be really proud of this guy. He He's remarkable. Uh, I am proud of him and looking forward to what God's going to do through him in, in the days to come. But as long as he has the word of God in his heart, uh, that, that, that will be a life well lived. Absolutely, it sure will. Well, can you close this out by quoting just, you don't have to quote a whole book, but maybe a paragraph, something that's been particularly meaningful to you, uh, Camden? Absolutely. This in particular is a passage from Philippians chapter 3. And whatever gain I had, I counted as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ the righteousness of God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Wow. I've got a feeling this is going to be one of our top podcasts ever. I wish you could have been standing here with me in the hotel listening and watching uh, Camden as he quoted that and... I'm just going to have to call you from time to time and let you quote scripture to me. I really, I really want to hear more of you quoting scripture. It was deeply meaningful to me. Greg, thank you. Camden, thank you. And uh, uh, Greg, your services are live streamed from First Baptist Church Garland? Yes, they are. FBCGarland.org. And we live stream the 845 traditional service each Sunday and the 1115 uh, contemporary blend each Sunday. Well, I've loved being with you, Camden. Thank you again so very, very much. And you've made us all want to rededicate ourselves to Scripture memory. Thank you so much for listening. You can find my book, 100 Bible Verses That Made America, uh, as well as 100 Bible Verses That Everyone Should Know By Heart, and my book, 
uh, Reclaiming the Lost Art of Biblical Meditation, wherever books are sold or at my website, robertjmorgan.com. And I hope that you'll check out those and all other resources we have available. This podcast is produced by Joshua Rowe and Clearly Media, music by Elijah Rowe. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and may God be with you until we meet again. Thank you.